Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Man Up or Shut Up. Uh, we actually today got all four of us on, uh, Victor, Roma, and Dimitri. Uh, as you guys know, in episode number three, we were talking about how we came about the name Man Up and Shut Up and what we, you know, what we think about and what we feel uh, is a, what is a man, what's the definition of a man, kind of went around, everybody asked, and kind of what we thought about the name and what kind of what the vision and stuff of what, our, what we're doing here. So, as you know, Victor wasn't able to make it last time, unfortunately, but he is here today, and we're actually going to start off with kind of Asking Victor, what do you think about the whole na- the name uh, "Man Up and Shut Up," and what do you feel is a good definition of a man, and uh, what do you want to share with us? And then we're going to go actually into a little bit of uh, with Roma with introduction of uh, George Soros. But the, that's the to secret come later. Let's focus on man. What do you think of when you think, hear the word man, Victor? Well, you know, uh, I think that. I think the most important thing and kind of popped into my mind where you're talking is, you know, we're made in the image of God. Thus we should strive to have the attributes of God. You know, we should, we should try to exhibit all of his attributes. We should be bold. We should be brave. We should be jealous of our wives. We should be, you know, strong and wise, you know, kind to our children. Um, you know, hard workers, diligent, you know, knowing when to rest and when to work. Um, I think that it's really important to know that what a man is, is based on, based in who God is, because, because it says that man is made in the image of God. So, you know, I think that all of us, that's the scary thing is when you start examining yourself and, you know, we're all four men here, grown men, but when you start to examine yourself and it's like, oh man, do I really, you know, do I in any way measure up? And obviously, you know, we, we all fall short of the glory of God, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try our best to obey him and be like him and do what he wants us to do. You know, just as a kid, you know, you're teaching your kid, your son, my son, you know, we teach our children and we say, Hey, you know, do this. And we, we, and then, we want to make sure that they do that, you know, and what's interesting is they just kind of become little mini use, you know, it's really kind exactly. of amazing. You know, it's amazing to watch my son, you know, he, he loves to run up to me and, you know, I show him a picture in the book. I'm like, look, here's a goat. And he, goat, goat. <laughs> you know, he loves to say goat, you know, it's amazing. doesn't matter what you do. He'll start copying, you know, he like he likes to copy and, and be like his dad, you know, which is kind of a, it's a scary responsibility to be honest. It really actually is. But there's, you know, there's where I got to man up and, and exactly. shut up. Man up exactly. and shut up. <laughs> Sometimes to man up, you have to shut up. You got to do both. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. You got to not yesterday, be afraid. Yesterday, so, yesterday, yesterday, we, yesterday we were saying you either man up or you shut up. One of the two. Or sometimes you need to do both. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I think that's a big one for me. Actually, you know, I know it sounds really funny, but um, recently – um, actually like a week before starting this, I kind of came to a point in my life where, I, you know, working for yourself, I'm sure Roma, and actually we all work for ourselves. It's kind of funny. We all work for ourselves and we all know that like being on a schedule is really hard, but I kind of look back at my parents 
And it's really embarrassing to see my schedule versus their schedule, you know? And it's like the last generation of men every day, like clockwork would get up at a certain time. You know, they would get come, come hell or high water. They would be up and at their job and on time. And that's something that I realized, Absolutely. at least in, in me, you know, I've lost that just because, you know, I've worked for myself. Well, number one, I was homeschooled, right? And being homeschooled, you can get up whenever the heck you want for the most part, which is, that's, I, I would say that's the biggest shortcoming of homeschooling is not teaching a good schedule. But number two, you know, working for yourself compounds that because when I work for, since I work for myself, I can pretty much get up whenever I want, you know, if I stay up late and work at night and then wake up late. The problem is, the problem with that for me is I'm not leading my family then. Oftentimes my family is ahead or leading me essentially. You know, I have, I have yeah. my kids getting up before me and then all of a sudden dad's wandering out all scuzzy and, and needing a shower and they're all <laughs> up and running around and it's like, that's not how to be a leader, you know? Hey, yeah. they're, they're already out and about milking goats and exactly. doing their chores. And you're still in the under, under. <laughs> exactly. I kind of came to that. It's obviously that doesn't happen every day, but, but that happened too often for, for comfort, you know? And so yeah. I just realized that the most, well, the most important thing is to, you know, lead your children to Christ as, as parents. That's the most important thing, no matter what. But I really do think you should, um, as a man, instill in them a very strong, schedule and a very strong ability to stick to a schedule in their own lives it doesn't matter what the schedule is but teach them to be able to have a schedule you know what i mean to be wise with their time because you know it's amazing how easy staying up and working late can start turn into staying up and playing chess till 3 a.m and you know no, absolutely. that's not really good for you you know it's not good you know that's not a good you know it's, it's good to you know exercise your brain but all in good time and all in moderation, you know, and so those are, those are some of my thoughts on being a man. And so I, I do like the name man up or shut man up or shut up. And I think it actually both applies. The, like Peter said, both ways we say it, man up or shut up or man up and shut up. You know, it applies both, both, both ways very, very uh, deeply to our lives. So anyway, yeah, basically this, this uh, past two weeks, I've just decided I'm, I'm done with, I'm done with sleeping in. It's gone. And so like there have been very few things in my life where I've just decided, Hey, this is gone. I'm done with that. Yeah. But that is one thing that like, that's why like last night I was really tired. I was just like, I, cause I had been getting up early. I was like, you know what? I am not staying up late for this. I love these guys, but I'm hitting the hay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you usually be I'm sorry. <laughs> my phone was dead. Yeah, usually was freaking died. <laughs> But here's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, and usually, usually if you get, yeah, usually if you get up early, it's like kind of gets your whole day started. You know, if I get my day started in the morning, right, on the right foot, it's like the rest of the day goes awesome, exactly. really productive. It's beautiful. If I give up my morning, just you know, kind of sleep in or kind of snooze mm -hmm. in, usually the rest of the day kind of, you know. But and I know it, it's a mental thing. I just gotta. And it almost doesn't matter either. Like, let's say you get up at a certain time, and let's say you waste some time in the morning. It's so much yeah. less impactful on your entire day. If you do that, if you get up at a good set time and you, let's say you waste the first 30 minutes, but you're awake, you know what I mean? And then you realize, hey, I got to get going. I got I to get on this stuff. 
all of a sudden, you know, you're still ahead by two and a half hours, you know, compared to, you know, you get up at six compared to eight. It's, it's amazing what that can do for your life. Just that one little shift, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kind of feels like a superpower getting up. It really early. does. It really does. You know, and like you I, get to, you stop time, you know, everybody's still, yeah. and you're able to <laughs> see, I will say I more or less can't disagree with you guys. And the reason is, is because for me, the best work I can do is after hours. So, you know, my, my business day is from eight to five. That is yep. my normal business hours. That's when all my clients call me. Um, but I'll have clients who call me at like, you know, six o'clock in the morning. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, it got to the point where I just had to put my phone on do not disturb. So they would yep. just let me sleep. Uh, because a lot of the times, you know, uh, a client will come in call in or email me and say, Hey, listen, I need you to do so-and-so. Right. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. I can take care of this right now. They're like, no, 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 don't interrupt my work day right now. Let's do this after hours. So then by the end of it, I have a full day after my, after my yeah. shift on top of my shift. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it depends on what you do. And I mean, your, your clock analogy or your time analogy works yeah. very well for you, but I don't think that necessarily means that you're a man just because you don't, you don't. No, 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 no I agree. You know, I, think, so, I think it more applies to, to leading a family. That's, that's why I say it more than anything is it, it is, I think it's so important to be up before your children. I think, yeah. I think, well, I mean, like, yeah. for example, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if a man, obviously, if a man has a third shift job, yeah, it's you different. Know, like, yeah. You still got to get up in the morning. Yeah, no, it's different, obviously. <laughs> like, yep. You know, like one week Work later, with your one schedule. Week, yeah. One week later, you're a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> a exactly. productive dead man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, our uncle might disagree with you. Um, he, he kind of, <laughs> things happen. Anyway. Do? What's he do? Hold on. Hold on. Go back. What's he do? Your uncle. No, no. He doesn't he just, do anything nowadays. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. He only looks like a man. That's it. Does, does he wake up early or something? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, see, like, uh, like Dimitri got exactly what I said immediately. But it's okay. We're not going to talk. Yeah. It's, no, it's inside, though. Come on. No, no, no. That's, that's one of those. Uh, anyway. So... <laughs> I get it. Continue though. After um, show talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's that. That is some some example of where you do have to prioritize. Obviously, your own um, your own time much better, and that's where yeah. you get that man up or shut up. And I understand your yeah. your analogy of you know kids. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So Roma, it's good. Continue. <laughs> Are we, are we learning about the Jew now, the secret Jew? Yeah, so, so we... Roma, educate us about George Soros. So today we were going to talk about George Soros. Now, um, there is a really fun saying. It's called the Boogeyman George Soros, right? Which basically talks about uh, how a lot of people will put him into places because, you know, he's like the boogeyman for all Republicans. Here's the problem. A lot of the times he truly is that. So, for example, you have a lot of these insurrections that happened in Egypt. You had it happen in Ukraine. You had it happen in, um, I think it was Lebanon. Uh, there's a few places that it, it took. Like, um, I know Egypt and, and Ukraine for 100% sure. I don't remember Lebanon if it was or wasn't. So there was an insurrection, and they called it the people's insurrection, right, where the people came in and destroyed the government or took down the government, um, and then they took over. Now, here's the problem. Um, 
if you look into the organizations that were behind these people, these quote unquote people, people, you know, cause they're like, well, we're, we're, we're with the rest of the people of, you know, let's say for example, Egypt, right. We're, we're all Egyptians or we're part of it. Um, but then if you look into it there, they were all off of a charter that was all, uh, you know, basically funded by an organization that had direct ties with George Soros. The problem is, is that he, he's been doing this for years. So what he does is he slowly puts in his own people and slowly starts building basically distrust or issues within the country. So for example, you have Antifa, right? Um, the, this is what's happening in the United States, right? You have Antifa, which is, you know, a, what they call themselves as anti-fascist when they're <laughs> but anti-fascist they are yeah. um so they, so those guys they are directly funded by uh a bunch of different organizations but if you look into the background of a bunch of these organizations you'll see george soros in the name everywhere and this you know that's that's just one example is you have antifa blm right so black lives matter so we as a as as a group right here. I think we all we all think all lives matter. You know, babies. You know, adults. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I, I think all lives matter. It doesn't matter if you're except pedophiles. <laughs> except well, pedophiles. except for maybe pe pedophiles. Well, we'll give you that one. But, um, yeah, but, the, but the society <laughs> says that it's racist to say all lives matter. If you just say if you just say black lives matter, it's not racist. But if you say all yeah. lives. Matter, yeah, but but if you think about it, that that is that in itself is a racist statement, right? Because yeah. of the fact that when you say all lives matter, you're not predicating any kind of race before it. It, it just says yeah. all lives matter. If when you, you have say to black put a lives color, matter, what you're doing is you're adding a color to that, which yeah. in turn makes it racist. That's yep. yeah. That's just yep. how that works. If you add a color in front of lives matter, it's racist. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I love that meme. It's like one of my favorite memes. Yes. But continue, George Soros. So he's funding these things. So yeah, so so he's uh, directly or indirectly funding a lot of these things, right? Now I know quite a bit about the Ukraine thing, um, so we'll go into that a little bit. Um, there's there's way too much to get into in a thirty minute show. Just there is, um, but the so I'll tell you so, a couple of things that's going on here in the United States. So in the 2016 election, a lot of the Democrats, uh, especially richer Democrats, they funded a bunch of money to the presidential candidates, right? Like for example, at that time it was Hillary Clinton. So they put in a bunch of money into the Hillary campaign, not George Soros though. What he did is he put a bunch of money into small races. So let's say for example, you're, you, you know, I don't know, exactly where all of you are located but let's say for example you live in tennessee right and you're in a in a city in tennessee and you guys have a city mayor that's running he would he would put money towards that city mayor's uh position right or you have a ag which is you know uh, attorney general or you have an attorney that's running for uh, for some some seat somewhere he will put money into that right and what happens is, is they're small races. You don't really think much about it, but you don't realize how many rules and how many regulations get created on the state level. You know, there's a reason they say that the federal government only has so much power, right? Where they say, and then a lot of it is created within the state. Well, and that's what George Soros's goal was, was that he, he would funnel a bunch of money into these, into these campaigns, these local campaigns and put people that he personally 
you know, had some level of control over into these locations. Uh, there was, you know, a few mayors that had shifts that had happened uh, 20, during the 2016 election that people just were not even aware of. Um, and again, I mean, this was all George Soros's funding. Joros. 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 But yeah, well, that's so, what happens so, when you talk straight for whatever amount of time. Uh, so so here's, here's my question to you about, um, so it seems like I, I heard the same thing that you were saying. He, he seems to be focusing on attorney generals specifically so he can prosecute those that he wants to prosecute. Yes. Could you like? Do you know any like numbers, like how many people or how many attorney generals he's gone after, or anything like that? So numbers wise, I do not have that. I mean, I can yeah. I can get back to you with that. Um, I do I'd be remember, really curious. I do remember yeah. there was a thing I saw where they had numbers, but I don't want to tell you a number <laughs> and then be proven wrong. Yeah. So. I'm just telling you the general facts of everything. And then if we need to go into a deep dive session where, you know, I have to actually look stuff up, <laughs> no problem. It's, it's, been, it's more than zero for sure. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I know. It's like the one in Missouri, <laughs> the one in Missouri specifically, because, you know, the uh, the two people that um, were in Missouri that defended their, their house or whatever, or yep. their neighborhood, I know that he, he did – fund like i think it was like three or maybe it was maybe it was more than three million dollars into that lady's campaign uh that that ended up prosecuting them the attorney general of that state so that's the only one i know specifically about but i think it's really interesting that that one in particular shows that the people he's putting in power are those prosecuting those that are defending themselves which is really interesting i'd love to see go ahead i'm sorry well, no, no, you're fine. So basically, be, mm-hmm. the reason he does that is because, and this is what I was going to get to eventually, um, is that he doesn't have a he doesn't have a state. So you yeah. know how like most people, like even even let's say for example, you take Mark Mark Zuckerberg, right? You mm-hmm. take uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. You take all of these, you know, uh, Silicon Valley elites, right? Most of them still identify themselves as an American, right? Even if maybe they don't really like everything about America they still identify themselves as Americans. The problem is George Soros doesn't identify himself as anything. So he doesn't identify himself with any country at all. And if you have a mentality like that, all you're thinking about is a globalist. It's a a globalist mentality and that's all you can think of, right? Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. You're like, well, what do I care if, you know, if Ukraine... Uh, goes into war. It doesn't matter to me because I'm mean, yeah. part of Ukraine. What if this, you know, because, because again, he just jumps ship and yeah, you're just thinking and, what's going to make you the most money. Exactly. And and he's actually, he's had re- interviews where people asked him, they're like, dude, you know, you're causing wars. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen this interview myself. This was especially in the early, early, I think it was early nineties. I'm going to say it, the, the camera looked like it was early nineties. Um, so, so basically the interviewer asked him, like, don't you realize that, you know, what you're doing causes people to die, right? And his answer was like, well, he's like, that's the way you see it. He's like, he's like see, the, the way I see it, he's like, I have two George Soros's. It's almost like, you know, again, I mean, he's got borderline psychopath, but um, basically he's <laughs> like, I have two George Soros's. He's like, I have the George Soros that's trying to make everything better for everyone, right? He's like, and then I have the George Soros who's supposed to make as much money as possible, you know? And he's like, and, and if a million people die during that process, what's the big deal, 
you know? So like, it's funny because one of the George Soros's would literally go against the other George Soros, right? But, really interesting. But that's, but that's literally how he identifies it himself. So, and I mean, this is, this is his own words. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not saying exactly how he said it, but that's, that's how he said it. Um, and th that in itself is a problem, right? When you have, when you have someone who, uh, who betrayed his own people. So, so the, so there has been some, uh, things that people don't, didn't understand about George Soros, like how he got all his money, for example. Right. So during the time of Nazis, uh, he actually, would betray his own Jewish people. Uh, he would point them out to the Nazis and then he would proceed to rob those same exact Jewish people with the Nazis, right? And then he amassed a pretty big uh, chunk of wealth. I mean, if you talk about wealth that Germany has, even to this day, even though we've conf confiscated some of it, um, the fact is, is that they're still extremely, extremely wealthy. You know, I mean, to this day, I mean, their gold reserves are, huge um but george soros and it's in himself he actually played a relatively big part of this um so anyway so that's that's more or less a really quick backstory of how he's he started out with what he has but i think the one we should talk about like shortly before we probably have to go because i i don't know how much time we have but um, yeah, about 10. yeah okay so ukraine <clears throat> so the united states is you know he's 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 taken over already some of the things, and I, uh, I if I had to guess, he's just going to keep pushing, and slowly but surely, he's just going to take more of these people in, um, you know, take their positions, or I mean, or hire people who who are like him, and then eventually there will be an insurrection. You know, BLM is already kind of uh, showing that that they're just like we just want to demolish everything. But if you want to see an example of somewhere where it actually worked, you take Ukraine. So. They, they have had a restructure within their, um, within their government multiple times. Uh, recently, after, during the Obama presidency, there was a big uprising and um, they put in a new president in there, right? And the new president, when, when they put him in, he also cleaned house. So, so he cleaned out everyone who was in there. Um, if you look into when that was happening, you will see that during that time, there was actually, uh, what is it called? There was a localized team of people that were, that were rioting, you know, around the buildings and, and around what, you know, well, around the government buildings, I should say. Um, and they were, you know, they were very, very specific about like prosecuting a certain amount of people, right? And this is where like that Joe Biden uh, clip came in where, you know, where they had to fire, uh, what's his name, uh, Michenko? I think it was Vichenko or something like that. Anyway, so, so you know, he's like, you guys will either fire him or you guys won't get my money, right? Or won't get the United States money. And then they, you know, the United States, I mean, the uh, Ukrainian president at the time did fire that prosecutor who was going after Hunter Biden, um, who was making like $600,000 a year for sitting on a board in a... Right, more than that. Or, it was, yeah, it was between 60 and 100000 a month is what he was making. Yes. Okay, so, 
so, so he was sitting <laughs> on a board uh, making retarded amounts of money uh, and he didn't know anything about any of this, right? And I mean, that, that in itself was questionable. But if you look into the background of all these people, you will see that there was a funneling uh, organization that was actually happening. So during that time, um, the United States would loan out money to, let's say, for example, Ukraine, right? And it would go to a specific entity within Ukraine. And what that entity would do is they would basically launder the money and a bunch of it would just disappear. And when this new president came in, he actually started talking with Trump about this. He's like, look, he's like, you guys sent us a bunch of money, but none, uh, we don't know where any of it is. And that was like billions of dollars that just my money, your money, all of our money. Cause I mean, the government takes a crap load of money from us every year. Um, for taxes and that's that's all of our money that was stolen right and what what gets on my nerves what pisses me off so much is that it was funneled over to eventually george soros right and what does this guy do he then proceeds to go and use that exact same funding that he got not for, not with my you know i didn't approve it i didn't allow it uh, but because they're laundering the money and because they're able to funnel this, uh, basically that money gets he's used. now using it against America. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's using it against America. Exactly. Yeah. Using our money against us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. To destroy us. It's That's a fine. crazy. It's a crazy. It's kind of really interesting. It seems like George. It seems like Biden is the. Now that you say that, and you remind me of the Ukraine connection between. Biden and, and uh, Soros destabilizing Ukraine. Biden yeah. seems like he's the Soros candidate, which is kind oh, of yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, to, so so I mean, that guy has been paid off from the very beginning. But here's the thing: I mean, uh, every every dollar that guy has either came from the United or from us, the taxpayers, or it was money that he got through dealings. The guy is worth quite a bit of money. I mean, I don't know exactly how much. I mean, I can look it up, but um, yeah. I'm sure he started it's young. Like... He started young, like you said, when um, when they were doing that uh, '80s or '90s interview with him, uh, where he started robbing Jews with the Nazis. His own people. Nazis, his own people. He was robbing them, with, you know, with the Nazis. And they were, and they, one of the other questions they asked him, you know, one of the questions, like you said, about war. Um, and he's like, I have two people inside of me, you know, yeah. <laughs> my precious. Um, so, um, and then uh, he, they also asked him a question. I remember that interview where like, didn't you feel bad? that because of you, you know, these people went to concentration camps, you robbed your own people, and he's like, eh, not at all, not yes, at all. Yes, yes. Somebody would have done it, <laughs> it's so. Not, it's, yeah. my, it's my, it's my, it's my, this will be me. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and, and that like, just shows what kind of psychopath yeah. this guy is. Yeah, that's a psychopath for sure. That's like, I mean, that's classic, classic psychopathy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, someone would do it, so why not me, you know? Um, Joe Biden's worth nine million dollars, uh, according to. Oh, okay, yeah. Right okay, excuse you. Excuse you. Nine million. You know he's worth like. Oh, oh, nine hundred million. Oh, oh, I know he's oh. worth more than that. I'm yeah. just saying, according to what you find online right now, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because I had to go pretty far down on the Google list. Usually, said, how much net worth? Is he worth? 
It says nine million, but let's be honest. <laughs> Most of that is refund, like fundled somewhere else. Maybe that's just like what he has under his name, like in his pocket. Or that's right. That's what he has, yeah, that's what he has in his wallet today. Bank account right now. <laughs> in his pocket right now in cash. He's like, what am I worth? Well, what is a man worth? Just whatever he's got on his person, right? <laughs> what, but what and, and that in itself, by the way, shows kind of like even $9 million. Let's talk about $9 million. So this guy has all of his life. He just worked for the government, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you take that $9 million number, which is, you know, highly suspect i mean the guy all all of his life quote unquote never sold anything ever yeah and then he has nine million i don't know so you're saying that. you're saying george you're saying uh not george biden, biden is nine million right not yeah that's soros. yeah yeah no no george <laughs> yeah. soros is in the billions now yeah, he's yeah i thought you were looking at george then, soros and even then george and even then no one really knows how much he's actually worth because again remember he doesn't really believe that he's a part of any real country they just kind of guess what he's worth but if this guy's funneling money uh between all of his organizations you know i mean because again i mean you take taxpayer money a billion here a billion there oh what's a billion you know we we just we eat that up every single day right yep I wonder if there's any connection. See, what I think we should do a deep dive. I think it would be really fun, like, if we, uh, if, since we get to talk about this and get we get to scratch the surface, I think yep. we should all like go and do research on George Soros and then share with the class, the class oh, of men. I like that. What we learned. <laughs> what we learned about this scummy, I like that, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? Like, because there, there's got to be so much information. And what I wonder is, I wonder, you know, is this guy just? I mean. Based on his story, right, he's uh-huh. this poor Jewish boy that basically, like you said, started helping the Nazis or rob yep. Jews, right? But I wonder if he has any tie. I mean, sure he does, but I wonder what his ties are to the Rothschilds now and the different banking systems. That would be fascinating to study. Kind of oh, like yeah, how, yeah. how uh, um, banks. Yeah, kind of like Epstein, how Epstein was tied to uh, Deutsche Bank and all these yep. different banks, you know, and uh, Southern Air Transport. Oh, that one's, dude. That that one's so deep, but I wonder. Did you? Like, did you? Guys, did you? Uh, did, oh, sorry, go ahead. You were okay, go ahead. No, go go go. But yeah, like, did you guys see that one um, where Hillary Clinton had him as a guest speaker? Um, George Soros. Hillary no. Clinton had George Soros as a guest speaker. She's like, see, that one I didn't man? see either. She's like, I admire this person, and you know, and he's actually going to help. You know, he's, he's here to help us, you know, help America, help the United States. You know, and he came out. He's like, yes, I was, I started, I was paying attention. Basically, I was, I, I've been observing America for many years and I don't like where it's going. So at this, at this point, I feel like I must be involved. Okay, I have I have another suggestion because this is gonna be amazing. When and and have, before you guys, before that suggestion, just letting you guys know we're at basically at thirty minutes, so okay, we're cool. gonna be wrapping up here. We but need yeah, to have we need to, we need to have Dimitri. Thoughts. We need to have Dimitri do a whole video series of him as George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is an amazing. <laughs> I want to like dress him up as an old man, have him sit in a chair, and do the George Soros interviews. Yeah, Dimitri kind of looks like him too, like a younger version. <laughs> I might be his son or something. We need to create a George Soros filter and just put it on Tina's face. 
Hey, you know what? I I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, let alone on Dima. You know, dude. Well, he he can he can do a great job at it. I mean, we can do a great spoof, a great George. He's like, I drank the children's blood because (laughs) someone else would, correct? (laughs) Somebody would anyway. So I tried to be me. Yeah, exactly. If I didn't do it, (laughs) the vampires would get it if I wouldn't. So. How'd you beat them to it? <laughs> oh, we oh, gotta man. have Dima do that. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's that's totally fine. We should do the. We should get some more documents. Like I said again, that would be awesome. Uh, I know quite a few places where I yeah. can get some of this information. Um, for example, I know that uh, Glenn Beck, for example, he did a lot of these deep dives into George Soros and a lot of these like deep dives into what was going on in Ukraine. Uh, that's just one of the people. Uh, but it's funny, George Soros comes up quite often. I think there was an interview. Uh, this is my final thoughts, by the way. Yeah. Um, so there was an interview uh, on Fox um, that basically uh, they were talking about uh, the the investigations, I think it was. And and this guy immediately goes, you know, I, I don't remember which which guy it was, but he's one part of the Trump, cam- Trump campaign at this point or Trump yeah. administration. Uh, yep, yeah, administration. Uh, he he had said, he's like, yeah, and this is why, you know, George Soros is doing this, you know, and, and then the Fox News anchor locks up and she's like, we shouldn't be bringing George Soros in this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this yeah. happened just not too long ago, right? Yeah, it just, it happened recently. Um, and not only that, but there was a supporting uh, person, I guess, and she's like, yeah, no, no George Soros. You know, I don't, no I don't think, George Soros. Yeah, I don't think we need to bring him in this, you know? And it's funny because, like I said, it's almost like they're walking on coals when it comes to this guy. Um, It's just everyone is scared. Like I said, it's like the boogeyman that you just never mentioned. Yeah, which shows how much influence he has, which I'm sure he owns a lot of media and a lot of, you know, the mainstream media and things that we get fed on a daily basis. But, yeah, any – okay, and Dimitri, any last thoughts? I think we had Victor's chair, Roma, and Dimitri, give maybe some last final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. (laughs) Not done. <laughs> 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 okay. So for, for I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know too much of. I don't know too much. I've, I've heard his name a lot. I know he sponsored. Like I know my Don. You know something that he sponsored. Also these thugs that would what riot and loot in Ukraine and basically. Um, I know he did. He did that. I've heard a few of his speeches and things like that. And uh, just uh, I just know he's a guy that's just playing. Playing uh, chess with the world, you know. This is basically exactly. like, okay, he's a lonely now old I Jew. Will, now I will destroy this country and make lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, All I'm right. gonna figure out how to make the filter. That's my class assignment. I'm making the picture filter. <laughs> he's so good at it. <laughs> anyway, so this this wraps up the show, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. It was fun. Uh, for next time, maybe we'll get dig a little deeper uh, regarding George Soros. Maybe come back with some more research that each of us does about him. And uh, thank you guys again for joining. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Uh, thank you, yes. men and gentlemen, for joining us today. And we'll see you next time. Take see care. Ya. See ya.